Hi, I'm Lily B. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Settle in as we begin to tell you about some friends. Folks you know in Chicago and some you've never met. We'll talk about the things they say and do. There's a question posed to old and new. Who the fuck are you? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time this is hitting your earballs, welcome. I am Kevin Alvis, and I am your host for another episode of Who the Fuck Are You? My new podcast where I sit down with Chicago celebs to find out what they do, how they do, and where they do all that they do, do. Today's guest is an amazing woman. She is a premier storyteller and a wonderful, wonderful soul. Uh, I love every chance I get to talk to her and listen to her stories because she is amazing. Please welcome to the podcast, my new friend, Lily B. I love this plant temple that you have behind you. I follow you on Instagram and I was actually, my wife has been bringing all her, she's been bringing all her plants inside for the winter. And I was like, look, look what Lily B's got set up. She's like, oh, I fucking love that. Did you build nice. that or did you get that somewhere? I built it with my dad. My nice. dad and I made it up uh, two years ago. Like we hadn't talked in like 20 f- some. Well, we had, but we didn't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we we kind of built a relation. We have like now, you know, like I called him for his birthday this year, which is not a common thing for us. Right. So it's um, yeah. So we built this plant pyramid together. That's um, awesome. Cause he likes to build. Yeah. It was like, a, it, it, it signifies so much, you know, how, have, know you, how to, have you been doing in all your quarantine times? You keeping yourself busy? Oh, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I hate <laughs> to say that, but I love this shit. I love, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be one of those people that I'm like, no, I'll wait. I'll wait till the, the very last round of, of vaccinations. Mm-hmm. I'll wait till I, I, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I, cause I love this. Like I love, I mean, it's, but I think it's cause I was so out in the world already so much all uh-huh. the time. And it was so that this is like, thank you. Uh, thank you. God universe, whatever you want to say. Right. Thank you. Source. Thank you. Whoever. I mean, and it sucks because you don't want to be that person, but I also know that, you know, um, my mom says it all the time. No, I'm not por bien no venga. There is no bad from which good cannot come. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like everything is a lot has a lot more. Because I can't tell you how many times I was just in a place, not really in a place. Right? Like you there, but you're not there. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is way more intentional. And and I think now it's like I'll 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 think about it. I'll think about showing up to your Zoom thing. If I don't show up, I just don't show up, you it's know? Okay. And I mean it was always, but then I realized it's always been like that. That ain't nothing new. You could have always said that, mm-hmm. Lily. You didn't have to like, you know, and, and so I guess it's just kind of really showing people um it's like putting a, a spotlight, a magnifying glass on like what and how things really are and who mm-hmm. you really are. I'm enjoying the the space that I'm creating, not just like, you know, in my space space, but like, you know, like mentally, emotionally, 
physically, you know, I, I just enjoy the space I'm creating. Um, and it's very intentional. I love it. Oh my goodness. I That's love it. That's great. You seem like a very kind of spiritual person, somebody who's really all about, like you said, creating the right space for you to exist in and to love in. And do you see yourself as a kind of a spiritual person? Like, I mean, just that? That, what, that's what's funny is that I, uh, two years, two years ago, 2018, um, I had a breakup. I broke up with a guy where we broke up after like a really shitty camping trip. Uh, I was in a really, and my mom came and she's hella like religious. Like she Mm -hmm. is like Catholic as fuck, right? (laughs) She's like super Catholic. And I'm not religious. Right. Like I, I don't, I'm not, but I was very resistant. She's like, look, come to church with me. And I was like, I don't know, ma, I don't know if I'm feeling this. And, uh, and she's like, come to church with me. Cause I was not in a good space mentally. And I was like, I don't want to go. And she's like, just come with me. And I went with her to the nearest class Catholic church, lady of grace. And, uh, very Catholic church name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> lady of grace. And we went, and then it was some, it was some sermon. The sermon was like, stop living in fear. That's what the sermon was. Almost like she talked to somebody about like, I'm bringing my daughter on Sunday. This is what's going on in her life. Talk to her. Right. And it was like, and it was also a place where I can get out of my head for an hour without you know and so I was like yeah this ain't too bad so I I started going every Sunday oh yeah with her like I was just like there you know and uh and and really like just enjoying the peace that was an hour of like my phone was off uh I Mm. could you know it's just you just sit there for like an hour you don't even have to be really paying attention I mean it helps sometimes I mean some of it's good I mean you should Um, but but it was, you should, but if you don't, it's not, it was, it was a very healing place for me. That's what's wild about it. Cause I never thought I'd, I'd find a, like that in that place. And mm-hmm. then I moved, we got out of that place. Um, and my, cause my mom suggested just get out this energy. And, uh, and then I, I found the nearest Catholic church and I, and I kept going because oh, she yeah. moved away and I'm like, and I'm like, and she's like, keep going if you can. And in the pandemic, I Zoom church with her because I don't want her to go to an actual physical church. So we Zoom right. church because she will. She'll totally go to a physical oh, yeah. church in Texas. I'm like, no, not oh, no, no, not yeah, that. Right. that place is riddled with everything that's disgusting. No, I was like, don't go out. Ma. No. So then, yeah, we Zoomed. But it was, uh, it was something interesting about like, uh, I guess in my head, I was like, uh, just, I feel like the design of life is that everybody dies, right? That's what mm-hmm. I figured. Oh, yeah. The design is that it all ends for everybody. And then if, if, if there's a design, like if something is designed like that, and it's so many of us, then who designed, like, what, what, what is the, where is the design? Who's the designer? You know, that's how I kind of saw it. Like who designed that being what, what that's a very specific design to all life not just us right. humans to anything that lives 
life will eventually be gone and what's left is like rock you know we could all been rocks uh that's what i'm saying you know that's actually these days being a rock sounds pretty fucking great to me (laughs) i don't have to go to work i don't have to get dressed i don't have to go do anything i don't have to worry about anything and it's really hard great oh yeah so i was like you know if that's if there's a designer then i've been designed this way and i and that took me to like another place of like I'm fucking unique as fuck then. <laughs> like there's only one Lily B. Like there's a, des- this is the design. This is the, this is what came out. And, uh, and yeah, science probably had something to do with that too. And I give science all the credit. I love science. Uh, and I'm also, but that even that is just very like, I'm designed. That's it. I'm, I'm endangered. There's only right. one of me. Yep. There's and no, then, there's, there's some, some of you and other people, but there's only one of you and once yeah. you're done, it's done. One and done. done. So if I'm endangered and then it's, a, and, then, and then it just goes into that, then I'm going to like, do, like we do endangered species, right? Like we protect and we, and we, and we make sure that they're well taken care of. And mm-hmm. then that's where that kind of thinking went on. And I'm just like, I'm, this is a, I'm protecting this. I'm caring for this. I'm making sure that it gets what it needs because uh, to hopefully so that it lasts as long as it needs to last. And, and that's me. And I'm just so, that's what I'm about. So I don't have time to be wasting time. (laughs) (laughs) You're a Chicago native. Yeah. You are from Chicago. Right. Where did you grow up? Humble park. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Kenzie and Cortez. That's where I was. I was born on the between Kedzie and Spalding on Cortez in Humble Park. What's kept yep. you in Chicago? I know a lot of people because I grew I grew up in a uh, I grew up in Mississippi in a small little town. I know a lot of times people in small towns are like, "Fuck it, I got to get out of here and get to the big city and stuff." But you don't hear a lot of people. In my a lot of times people will do the opposite. I grew up in a big city. I got to get away from all the stuff. Uh, so what, as far as you, as a person, what, what kept you grounded here in Chicago is just like it's home. So it's comfortable. Or did you move away and try some shit and be like, "Mm, no, well, I was in Tucson for, uh, three years, my son's father. So I got pregnant, had a baby at 16, 17. And then my son's father, um, got accepted to U of A. And, uh, and so we, we lived in Tucson for three years, but we would come back for, you know, holidays and all the, you know, college vacation stuff. Um, I guess really it's just resources, right? Like it was really just like, I'm, I'm, I'm a team. I ain't got the money to move. I don't have the luxury Mm -hmm. to leave. Right. Like if I could, I would have, I think I would have left Chicago. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's just, but I think if, if it was a, a, a matter of like, you can pick wherever you want to live, Lily, um, I probably, I mean, this is my home. This is what shaped and molded me for sure. But not everyone has that luxury of like being able to say, you know what, I'm tired of this city. I'm going to go, I'm going to research, you know, jobs and career. I had a son, I'm, I had a, you know, baby young. And that's the thing that kind of like gets me about people that are like, I'm leaving the country. If like, <laughs> must be nice to be able to say that, right? right? Like must be nice uh, to just say you, you get tired of a place and be able to leave the place. Right. Mm-hmm. Because be a lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that luxury. And believe me, there were times where I'm just, I just got really tired of like 
you know, watching friends die, you know, hearing about friends dying or seeing my neighborhood, um, you know, people displaced and have to move away, like home legit being stripped from me. Mm. And I just had to like take it because I'm this like, you know, uh, low income brown woman from the west side of Chicago that can't can't do much, but raise her kid like that and that's what happens is like i was i couldn't um be out there marching for nothing like mm-hmm. i got a kid i have to raise like right. who's gonna feed him who's gonna watch him you know um i mean i love that we have those people now uh that are able to uh you know that, that didn't fuck around and get pregnant at 16 <laughs> um you know but but then there are also, but then there's also kind of like, where where are we, Lily Bees, you know, mm-hmm. represented in these movements and stuff? So it's right. just like, yeah, I stayed here. I stayed here because I I had to. Yeah. <laughs> if you were able to get out of Chicago, like if like if you were like, all right, I am going to leave. Is there a place you've always been interested in going to, or is it? Um... Just a-, a bus that I just drive. Like I, I love that scene in Pulp Fiction. Like I'm gonna become a bum <laughs> and travel and wander the earth. Wander the and earth just in a cloak and 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 stories. I mean, a cloak, a cell phone, and uh, and just my my charming self. I think I could do it. I, I believe I could do it. I don't need you know whatever I got. I got. I hustled my way into something. <laughs> I, I hustled that's my all way work. into something because I'm not because I'm not above anything mm-hmm. uh, because I'm divinely and uniquely made. So I, I feel like I'm just uh, whatever. Yeah, any trouble, I'm ready for it. I don't. I'm, I don't want to say fearless, but I definitely do not. Uh, I'm not intimidated. I'm not worried. I mm-hmm. don't go into things worrying about anything. I'm just like, well, you know, the best case scenario, worst case scenario, you ready for either of these, right? And yeah, it's yeah. like, no, oh, you need to give me some of that. And it's I've like, gotten, yep, let's do it. As I've gotten older, I worry about <laughs> everything. So just give, give me some of that. Send me some of that in the mail. I need some of that. Oh, it. man. <laughs> so you are as one. As you get of- older, you should, you should worry less. Oh, you know, no, you think you, you'd honestly think, but then midlife kicks in. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm close. As a, I, I don't know if you uh, if you know uh, Bill Larkin, but he's a he's a comedian and musician here in town. He's hilarious. And he wrote a song about when he turned 45, he wrote a song called 45. And uh, uh, I now that I'm 45, I'm closer to death now than birth. And I was like, I thought about it. I'm like, oh, oh, I've never thought about it that way because all my life. Yeah, I've been closer to the time I got well, I was born to the time technically I, I should live to, but now <laughs> that time of the birth's gone. That's not, see, that's pretty, not scary to me. <sighs> There's so see, much that's stuff. That's not scary to me. That, I hear that and I'm like, and I'm just like, I'm like sitting in my living room, like, like if death were to come in, I'd be like, I've been waiting for you, like in the <laughs> living room, smoking a cigarette because it's like, what took you so the, long? Yeah, right. It's like that's where we're all headed. And, and there's something about like all the people and so many people that I, I love, like my grandmother, my aunt, my grandfather are no longer with us. There's a part of me that's just like that. That's where the party's at, <laughs> um, you know, and that's and, that, and there's something about that kind of like that's 
the end game. And it's like how to me, I mean, everybody, because my son afraid to die and everybody's like, I want to, but nobody lives forever. And I'm just like closer to death than than birth to me is is like okay that's i'm on track <laughs> <laughs> so far things are going exactly the way they were supposed to yep. on track Lily, <laughs> you are an amazing storyteller uh i've i've heard some of your stuff i've seen some of your stuff just talking to you i mean you are very much the type of person that when i met you i'm like all i want to do is sit on the porch and smoke cigarettes and listen to you tell me stories about all kind of crazy shit. Uh, how long have you been a storyteller? When did you, when did you get started? Uh, I started in May 2010. So a little over 10 years. I just okay. celebrated a 10 year, like on stage with a mic in my hand. Mm-hmm. I've been perfect. telling stories my whole damn life though. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, I mean, you... that's how Mexicans, Latinos are. I think that's how just we as people are right. Like if we think about it, the story the lessons that were like this is why you don't cross the damn street and then there's a story right where it's like your cousin when she moved in and then it's like this is why you don't cross the street this is why i knew a girl <laughs> right <And> it's like <laughs> oh damn your aunt's okay. friend told me about this one person one time so when you were yeah. a kid were you one two were you up, up like were you like a performer when you were a child? Were you the one that was kind of always kind of no. entertaining and no, stuff? No, I was or? always the nosy. I was just the nosy one. I mm-hmm. was just the, I was the one that was like, come on, adults, just let me sit in this corner while you all talk. Mm-hmm. I just want to listen. Like I was the, I was definitely like a people per watcher and listener. I just, I wasn't as open to sharing uh anything because it was because in in our house there was just a bunch of elders and older people you just let them talk and that's where i think i got a lot of the uh attitude and 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 kind of that's where i think that's where my performance definitely i'm definitely like you know bringing them out in in how i like their mannerisms and and the eye rolling all of that is how my family would sit around and and talk and tell stories about each other. Like I would watch tables where it was like, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. And watch people kind of share um, their stories. And that's where I got all the tea, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, all the tea about everybody in the house. And, and, uh, and it was nice um, to, to kind of be there, but I was no, I was artist period. Like I was not, ne- no. I'm a big supporter of the arts. Mm-hmm. I have been like, when you have a baby at 17, that's what you do. I mean, that's where all the free, first of all, it's free stuff yeah. that you can take a child to. Oh, that yeah. They won't like no look at you funny about. And there's also free wine. And so like you could, <laughs> you could drink. It's always a plus. You could also drink as a teen, like a night. If you have a baby, no one questions how old you are. They just mm-hmm. assume you're over 21. So you could be a 19 year old at like an art gallery with your little baby looking at art and drinking uh, a glass of wine and no one's going to question you. Uh, so life hack to any teen moms. <laughs> <laughs> you want to drink with art your galleries, art gallery. restaurant openings, whatever. Just yeah. Get a baby, walk in get confidently. It'll yeah. be fine. And so that's what I did. And I met a lot of the Chicago art community that way, which is kind of funny is that like there are people that I met 
in my teenage 20s, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that are now like, you know, heads of organizations or, or aldermen. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I remember when you were a rapper, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's really great to like, um, like be to when I when people were like, you're an artist or you are part of the art community it was kind of surreal to me because I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just a supporter and I'm just a, no, this is art. Storytelling is not like, I didn't see it as, who knew? Like I had no idea. I still kind of every now and then have that imposter syndrome where I'm like, I'm not really part of this. I just, I'm very, because I love being a nanny. I love taking care of babies. Is that what you do for for your day job, your nanny? That's what I do. I mean, that's my career. I don't even say like a day job. Like I I think the story, I think people think I'm a store, an artist, like that's my job, but it's like, no, I can't leave nanny. Like it, I cannot leave. It's just, it's one of those things. That's where I feel I'm an artist. Uh huh. Like that's where I feel like I I shine. That's an art form. Oh my goodness. I'm a, I'm a baby toddler whisperer, like nobody's business. Like there's. It's that energy you put off. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Uh, parents are like how'd you do how did you get him to like we got an understanding don't worry about it you just go back to work i'll take care of your kids sorry just don't worry about it i'll teach you one day um so i love the fact that you're like i'm 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 not an artist i i I don't i'm just a nanny that i love doing (laughs) but how did if if that's the case like how did you get into storytelling then like if that's i mean because i I've, we've Accident. talked about this before but i love i love this story well i love i love part of that story not the up to sounds terrible but the night no, of. No, it's a, by accident kevin it was an accident i was i had a the short version i went through some bullshit with i let someone take advantage of me and uh i ended up in a mental ward and then I left the mental ward and this damn dude's story about me didn't match up with what actually happened. And that sent me into de- into real depression, into like real, like, fuck the world. I checked out. A friend of mine was like, look, we haven't seen you in forever. Why are you checked out? And I explained to her why. And she's like, shut up. Get over here. Go to come to this event. Ah, I think you'll like it. Yeah. Come to this event. I think you'll like it. And uh, and that event was Grown Folk Stories. Mm-hmm. I went to Grown Folk Stories. She threw my name in the hat. Um, didn't tell you they, that she was doing it, right? She she alluded to. So so I didn't know what this was. So she said, uh, I think I think you're really going to like it. You're going to want to do this. That's what she said. And I just took it as that, uh-huh. right? Like, so there was no like, yeah, sign me up, I'll do it. No, it was like, I think, I think you're gonna want to do this. You should come check it out. And uh, and yeah, because when they called Lily, I was like, oh, there's another Lily here. Like, I didn't even <laughs> fucking. No, it was me. And then the host was like, uh, you, we're all family here. It's only five minutes, and uh, no one's gonna judge you. And I needed to hear that. I needed mm-hmm. to hear that shit. I think at at that moment in my life, I needed to hear family, no judgment. It's not, you know, not too much, nothing, not, not too much at stake. Right. Right. Stakes were low. Not a place Um, you go regularly. So you don't ever have to go back. I don't have to come back. I know it's a, well, fine. Give me this mic. I, 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 I almost took the mic as if to be like, 
challenge accepted. Watch everyone judge me. Watch mm -hmm. everybody. You know, like I wanted to prove her wrong. And um, that's it. I ended up uh, like, wow, that felt, it, it did. It was like heart, like my heart was racing. I stepped out to have like a million cigarettes uh, after it happened. And then uh, Zuinda was like, oh, there you are. Came out and was like, there you are. Great job. That was so good. Con started talking to me about the bullying story I told. I told a story about my son being bullied mm -hmm. and how I got to curse in a principal's office uh, for the first time. Um, and then she just connected with, like, my son had a bully, da da da, da and, and then other people afterwards were like, oh, that was a great story. And I was like, wow, this, was this felt really good. And, and so I came back the next month and it became a, a like a church, basically a once a month church that I got to go to for two hours where I didn't have to, again, worry about anything mm -hmm. or and just no one there was judging you, in fact. And then slowly but surely uh, other producers to other shows came to the show to see me. So like they were like, you were, hey, so I you were drawing people. So I was so audience members, I guess, were going to other shows saying, uh, I saw this person at this show, you know, and I didn't know that that was a, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know that people went to shows like this. Again, mm -hmm. I'm from a different art artist world or community right. where it's like it's more hip hop and and you know it's 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 not I didn't do a lot of spoken word stuff I didn't do a lot of it's kind of just like live art or art you know visual art so this wasn't what I was used to uh you know and and yeah so I became the the draw I mean someone uh, Monty Lamonti actually was like hey I have a show uh, up in up in uh, Wrigleyville, and I was like, "There are other shows like this," and that piqued my curiosity. And I was like, "Well, let me go check it out." And so I went. And by this time, my son was staying with his dad uh, via the arrangement we made. Teenage years, you get them, Dad, which is great. <laughs> um, and so we, yeah, I, I went to all the shows I could in my now free time, and. Uh, and it was so unreal. Like it, it was like a, it was like a open mic at uh -huh. Trace. I went to, and then um, someone did a piece on me at Gapers Block, uh, good old Gapers Block. Uh, shout out to Andrew Huff, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because that piece is the reason I ended up at the Moth. Is that the person who wrote the piece about me then invited me to a Moth Grand Slam they were writing about. And I was the plus one, and that's when I first, and that's when I met the moth, and then uh, I decided, well, yeah, I want to see if I could do this com competitively, and then I did one or two moths, and then I ended up at the Grand Slam, uh, the following six six months later, and and won that, and then that was it. Like the, it was just like. Bam, just, bam, bam. just from a night where somebody was like, fuck it, just go do this and didn't tell you, you went from that <laughs> to winning the Grand Slam at the Moth, like one of the biggest storytelling shows around. Didn't I, even I think know that's, that. <laughs> that's amazing. That, didn't to me, even is know amazing. that, Kevin. I didn't even know who a Moth was. <laughs> I didn't even know, right? Like, I was like, what the fuck is this? It was so wild. And then even after I won it, I did not understand like how big 
that that was you know uh-huh. um, because it was like what 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 are you and and and, and I was like, what are you white people talk storytelling? Like it was that kind of like <laughs> it was. You just tell stories like, and that shit, and you give people awards for that. That's dumb. I tell stories all the time. What you well, doing? that was what was funny about it. It's like avocado toast. I'm like, what? What? It's like, wait, yo, yo, yo. This is a big fucking deal to y'all. Like this is like, have y'all ever been to like? people of colors houses and homes like this is all we do this is just like, a weekend why, yeah. you know i know it was so wild to me but then um yeah the then that led to second city and i mean it just when i got asked to teach at second city i was like are you sure about this because i don't have a teaching degree like i don't even know like no 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 you you need a curriculum. I was like a curriculum. A like do you understand? Like what? I don't. Who the fuck? And then going into my first class and just uh, and being like, hey y'all. Uh, so they want me to teach you off book storytelling because that's where I shine. Is that I never write anything. It's that's just what I was gonna of- ask. Like is all your stuff just like just you draw from your life? Like the, all the stories you yeah. tell is it just about you or do you make stories up? Just like fiction, do you jot them down? Like, are like, oh, I'm gonna tell a story. I think. No, no, I, they're all from my life. And then I, and and when I've just started explore, started exploring, uh, as I started to write down more or record, because I don't write, I I I, rec- I have a transcribing app, mm-hmm. um, is that I can play with based on a story, right? Like I didn't realize, like, based on a story of my life, I can tell a story that is fiction. Uh-huh. So, so, but that's not something I ever thought about doing. Um, so I'm playing with that idea right now, but I'm playing with so many things. That's because that's what my life is. It's like, I'm going to play. I'm done. I didn't get to play when I was a little kid or a teenager because I was having a baby and being an adult when <laughs> everybody got to play. And I am now in my 40s. And I'm like, I'm a play. Dude, you ever run out of stories? Like, I mean, like if you've been telling stories about your life for 10 years so that's the misconception that people have i tell my students all the time one story is a million stories you just have it in the same damn filter that you have uh been conditioned or used to telling it in because one story is a million stories you just have to put like we like like okay i could take a picture right now mm-hmm. and uh and then you know how instagram has like a million filters right it changes it just that much right so it's like put your fucking life through the, a different filter and i bet you you have a different story it's the same story but it's a different version of that story and um i never run out of stories because of that like if i want to focus on um, I mean, I, and I did it one month, uh, probably two, three years ago, where I told the same story at like eight different events. And several people were like, I heard that story uh, last week, at the, uh, but it, it wasn't the same. And they were just as happy hearing it told in a different, like with a different focus, because mm-hmm. again, a different filter. So how can I tell this same story and I'm the villain? as opposed to um, funny in hindsight. 
So is that something you do before you go in for a tell a story? Like, do, are you the type to like work it out at home? Like, I'm going to say this like this and like kind of like a, I guess you'd say probably like a, a stand up work in their set. Like, is it something where you're like, you tell the stories out loud at home? You're like, maybe I should focus on this or you talk yourself through it. Or are you the type to just to be like, I'm going to have two beers and get on stage and see what happens. No, I definitely have a, a method to my madness uh, already programmed in my head that I that I've put to an actual like I, I I guess like I said like a method right like I have a, a five beat method that I do like one two mm-hmm. three four five on one hand so I know where I'm going to go before I go okay there so if I know that I'm going to go and tell for example my grandma uh the one that I won the grand slam with right like that there's a five minute version to that story there's mm-hmm. an eight minute version there's a 10 minute version there's a whole damn version where you never even see my grandma fighting it takes the whole thing takes place in the fire hydrant right it's just the it's just us in the fire hydrant so there's like a, there's different versions of that story okay um that I can share that I, and it all depends on like my mood like today but they're already kind of already programmed here in the five i call it five beats it's like a song like i know the arrangement of this song you know how like mm-hmm. um songs can be arranged differently it's the same damn song same right, damn right. lyric just you know it's got a different arrangement whatever it's a that's what i do it's a, a remix version of that same story only okay. today we're going to focus on the you know, today I'm going to focus on the fire hydrant and not my grandma fighting this lady on the other side. Today, we're going to focus on me and my cousin's relationship and why her and I were the ones playing together and not with the rest of the kids in the, because there's a story there between why my, me and Susie were closer than we were to the other eight grandchildren we refused to play with this day. Um, you know, there's there's definitely a reason. And, and again, method to my madness because every time I talk to people in my nosiness because like I said I was that kid that was just like in my nosiness um when you hear four or five people tell the same story in one sitting um you see that everyone has a different angle of that same story and, in, and and so when I hear people, or especially my students, when I'm giving them feedback or I'm breaking down their stories in my nosiness, um, I want them to step away from, all right, this is how you've been telling yourself the story. But I wonder, mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever considered what that person felt or how you made that person feel? Oh, and a, then it's a like, great way to approach that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, and then it, it, it is a very like inward moment, but you, but they don't get better in your head. That's what I tell my students all the time. Like no. your stories ain't going to get better in your head. No, you need to tell them and you need to get some honest feedback from people that care about you. You need to ask for honest feedback. You need to be like, did I go on too long? Did you understand that? Um, do not be afraid of the answers you get. Uh, because that's what's going to get you to a place where you can say, yeah, that's where that story needs to be. Um, and that's when, and you'll know it. Like, it's not even, a, for me, it's like, oh, that that's my story right there. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, and I have hundreds of stories I've shared. I can say that about three to five of them, where I'm like, 
that's where that story that's is going to be down and yeah, forever. yeah, forever, forever. But all the others are always constantly like, in flux and then always in progress, huh? Always in a work in oh, progress. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got to live another 10 years to see where this story is going to be in 10 years. Because <laughs> right now it's where it is. And then in 10 years, it's going to be where it's going to be. So it's like, you know, we, we, we grow with our stories. Our stories grow with us. So it's not like, so that's, a, I guess that might be another reason why I can't put these to paper. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, in 10 years, I might not even be mad at that bitch, right? Like in 10 years, I might actually have some sympathy or some, and I, and that's happened where like, I have a story, I've shared it. And now looking back or, you know, new information has, has come, come through where it's like, right. you know, where it's like, Oh, I was wrong. And it's just like, I want to go back and say I was wrong. It makes life, life worth living. I think is, is knowing that stories become what they become that they're ever changing and evolving and narratives are, you know, are yours i mean that's the best that's the most important part i think to me yeah that that's me those these are mine and can nobody take these from me there's only and one so lily b there's only one yeah. little set of lily b stories yeah that's and i sure. need to keep i need to keep them right? right i need to keep them and keep sharing them and yeah so this is mine <laughs> this is mine get your own <laughs> i was told um to ask you about donya b oh donya b oh <laughs> Um, so I used to be chingona, right? Chingona uh-huh. is badass in Spanish. Uh-huh. So chingona is what they call people like just badass women. Like okay. it's not, it's not chingona. Like she's just a badass. Don't fuck with her. She knows what the fuck she wants. She, you know, like da da da. Um, but then there comes a point in t- in time where you can you go from chingona to doña. Okay. And uh, and my grandma was a doña. My mom is a doña, and I. Just yesterday at the butcher called me Doña and I was like, oh, oh, without prompt, like I'm officially carrying that in my aura. Now, it's not because I look old. Uh-huh. It's not like because I'm an old lady. It's because there is a I'm a presence now. in these what, what does Doña mean? Doña is like, I'd like to describe it as like Don, like the Don, like like you're a, 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 a respected woman gotcha. in your in your community right in, like you are now it's like what you're you like being made you're like you're made yeah like, you're, like you you a made lady like you've lived some life you got some you got some scars and i made a joke like there's a formula right like you have you have to have some scars that you know i hidden or seen it don't mm-hmm. matter uh you definitely cannot be unscathed in any way like you cannot be a doña and be unscathed that's not the way that works you gotta have lived some fucking life um definitely have uh are unapologetically who you are because donas are mm-hmm. very unapologetic about what they say and what they think uh-huh. and um uh, and you also have to uh know when to shut the fuck up <laughs> Like there's That's like very important for across the board for a lot of people. Yeah, but Doñas know, like Doñas will sit there and quietly just peep game, like just peep the whole thing. And I think I stepped into that about two, three years ago. Uh two years ago, I started to feel it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like maybe uh like probably last year when I turned 41, I would say, is when I was like, okay, this is official. 
Like I don't, I don't want to, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with people on the internet. I mean, yeah. it's just like something that like sh- energy is just not where, where it was anymore. And it's like, I'm a doña for sure. Now I'm a doña, doña B, you know, this gloom and doom shit. Yeah. It's, it'll be forever. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. always a gloom and doom. Just uh, take a break from it every once in a while. Cause otherwise you'll just be exhausted for the rest of your days. <laughs> Oh, Lily, Lily, Lily. It's been fantastic talking to you. Um, I have, we have hit a section of the show. It's the, it's the end section of the show um, yeah. that I like to call same three questions. And Ooh, these right are on. three questions that I end every show with. And it's the same three questions I ask everyone. All right. Um, so we will start off with number one, you, Lily B, if you could have one superpower, which would it be and why? Mm, someone just asked me this and i said it was whatever um professor x does connecting and finding and helping like when you really think about what he does uh because he could be on some fucked up shit (laughs) (laughs) really could i mean he's really just using that energy and power that he has to uh tap into the others that are that are in this place to bring them together to be better I like that. uh, I like and that. that's and that and that's what i want just to be able to just be like pff, worldwide put on a little cerebro and just find the ones bring them oh, here man. make them happy i love it yeah. even that's even it. even with a superpower you're like i just want everybody to be happy i love that <laughs> um question two if you died and were reincarnated as a sandwich which sandwich oh. would you want to be Damn, I can't eat bread, yo. Not your favorite uh, sandwich. Well, you're dead. You could be whatever know, you want, so it's okay at this point. Ooh. Uh, so I uh, guess then maybe would it be like the sandwich you crave most now that you can't since you don't eat bread? Like, oh, or is it's it... A, it? I would come back as a torta de milanesa. Ooh. Right? A milanesa torta. Yes, I love those. Uh, and finally, uh, last question. Hey, Lily B. Um, blue or green? All blue all day. Uh, sorry, the answer was green. Thank you very much for trying. <laughs> but I agree with you, though. Blue is my favorite color, <laughs> as you can see here. Uh, and you did wear your owl pajamas, which you told me in the email you would. And that's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, Lily, I appreciate you sitting down with me tonight. I was, I've been, I had a really shitty day today. To be honest with you, work was tough and uh-huh. it's dreary and crappy outside. And I had a shitty day, but looking forward to this and this has helped me out a whole bunch so i appreciate you sitting down with me i appreciate you being with me today uh and sharing everything um where if people want to find out more about you or hit you up with your stories or maybe sign up for a workshop like do you do social media you have a website like where can people find you yeah all of that i, I do so stoopstylestories.com is where you can find me right now stoopstylestories.com uh, <laughs> I know stoop it's a uh, it's the stoop stoop style stories uh, is the new website. It's gonna be we're gonna be on Twitch and doing. Uh, we're coming back um, in the winter for Great. some really cool stuff. Love it. Um, I'm excited, and uh, and yeah, I'm on the social media. If you just look up Lily B, I'm on uh, Lily B six oh six. I think on Instagram and Queen Lily B on Twitter. Um, I, I'm I'm a different name in every damn mm-hmm. platform, which I didn't really think about when I signed up. 
because uh, again, great. I mean, what, probably different personalities for different platforms. Instagram's what, a little more chill. Twitter's a little more artist, aggressive. Yo. You know, <laughs> that was pre-artist. It was pre-artist, Kevin. I was like, oh, I'll be this person on this platform and this person, and now I realize branding. Branding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got to like, brand yourself. Nice. I'm like, find me. How about that, Lily Just B? Kidding. Google Lily B. And then you'll find you'll everything find I'm on because I'm on the TikTok, I'm on the Twitch, I'm on the everything's. So do it all. Do it all. Great. Do it all. Have fun. Go, go find Lily B. Go find Lily B. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Appreciate oh, it. no, I thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Appreciate it. See, I told you that she's fucking amazing and I love her and I just want to hang out with her and listen to her tell stories till I die. Um, Lily B, go find her on all her social medias, follow her, um, get ready for her show, the stoop, stoop style coming back, um, because it is something that you do not want to miss. So make sure you follow her. Do not lose track of Lily B. And while you're at it, don't lose track of us. Be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher. Follow us, rate, review, do all this stuff. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Big Talk Podcasts. Uh, so you can be up to date on all the new episodes of Who the Fuck Are You coming out. And also, when we have new shows coming out, you'll be the first to know. So be sure to follow us. Well, that about does it for today's episode. Uh, as always, I want to give a big thank you to my dear friend Jason Moody, who put together this incredible theme song for us. I fucking love him so much. Be sure to join us again next time when we sit down with a different Chicago celeb and we ask them that burning question. Who the fuck are you? Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.